It is National Hug a Jets fan day. I mean, I thought week one was absolutely crazy without the Monday night football game. And then Monday rolls around, and the NFL just kind of goes, well, (laughs) we saved the best, or I guess the worst, for last. And I don't know any other way. I mean, there's no other way to start this show than talking about what happened with the New York Jets because, I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, really. I mean, that's that's the best way that I can describe it. I mean, with everything that has gone on around with the New York Jets, the with Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers and the Zach Wilson thing and Brees Hall coming back and Dalvin Cook and the publicity around this team, the hype, blah, 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 blah. You couldn't have written it out more, I guess, shockingly than what actually took place on Monday night. To have Aaron Rodgers go down within the first five minutes of action of his career with the New York Jets is just one of the most, at the same time, miraculous and horrible things you'll see (laughs) in sports i mean that was that was unbelievable (laughs) yeah the uh the nfl pulled a little game of thrones on us with this whole script that killed off probably one of their biggest characters in the first season that's a perfect way to put that and for my dad who watches who listens to this show and finally recently got through game of thrones with my mom he can now say he understands that reference so <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the sacrificial Ned Stark. All everyone, whether you love him or hate him, think that he made mistakes in the past or think that he's totally in the right, still want to see him there. And now we're just not going to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah. It, it, the red wedding for Game of Thrones, it was the green wedding or the green funeral, I guess, for oh. the New York Jets oh. last night. Because that was... That was, I mean, okay. So, so let's just let's get into this because, like, let's 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 take a deep dive into all of this. And I know that every single every single sports station today is leading off with the same exact thing. But we we can't not start with this. And I think for me, more than anything, because truthfully, I don't really care about the Jets. I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. Oh, I fan. care. Well, okay. I care. I mean, Big Robert Sala fan. Well, here's here's huge. I guess for you there is there is that being a 49ers fan. There is there is some fandom tied to the Jets because of Robert Sala. And I know that every team that goes on hard knocks every single year sort of becomes I don't know America's team for the year. I mean the Detroit Lions last season seemed to well, I mean the Detroit Lions might be a whole different story, but any team that goes on hard knocks has this extra publicity around them. We get to know the team. We get to know the players. You start to root for these guys because you get to, you kind of get to be more intimate with the football players. It's, it's really nice. So the Aaron Rodgers that the media has portrayed over the, I don't know, past couple years and the Aaron Rodgers that we saw on hard knocks just seem to be total opposites of each other. And when you're watching Aaron and you're watching the Jets, they seemed so likable. Rogers seemed so likable. Sala seemed so likable. It, just, there's just an air of positivity that seems to come through in those episodes, and maybe that's just producing. I don't know. But to be frank, I really don't give a damn about the Jets overall from the standpoint of I'm a fan of the Raiders. They're both in the AFC. If the Jets do bad, then I guess in a way that kind of benefits the Raiders. But – I was so, so intimately fascinated with what was going to happen with this team and with Aaron Rodgers. And I actually really wanted to see it work. I was rooting for the Jets this year because I really don't think the Raiders are going to do much. And I just, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I, I don't hate the Jets. I've always liked Rodgers. Sala is really cool. Let's, I, I hope this works out for them. I hope this works out for them. And my favorite radio host of all time is a Jets fan. So I'm rooting for the Jets for him. And man, even 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 uh, 
my sails, I mean, this took the wind out of my sails, being as far away from the situation as I could possibly be. So I can't even fathom being a Jets fan this morning and hearing Aaron Rodgers is done for the season and his Achilles is just gone. Yeah, after you didn't even get to see it. The, the highlight of his season is him throwing a touchdown in the preseason. I guess that's the only little taste. It's like you went to a an ice cream place and you got that tiny little cup or a little spoon of the best ice cream you've ever had. And then they tell you, oh, nope, we're sold out of that. And we're discontinuing that flavor, right? We're just never going to get that. We're never going <laughs> to complete that story. Yeah. And the question that has come up a lot today is whether or not Rogers will retire. And if that ends up happening, then this will go down as one of the, the like, best things in sports that we never got to see. You know what I mean? Like, and in recent memory, I would say if we're, if we're adding to the category, if we're creating this category of the best things in sports that we didn't get to see, then the most recent example that I could think of is the whole failed Brooklyn experiment with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. Like, that should have been, on paper, one of the most dominant teams, at least offensively, that we've ever seen in the NBA. And it just never came to fruition because they were never healthy at the same time. So I'm just using that as a, as a recent example. But, again, I, I don't have any other way of phrasing it other than that. You know what I mean? Because there's a real possibility he doesn't come back. He's not a spring chicken anymore. You know, like going through all of that rehab and then coming back next year, which I believe he's going to be 40 the next year. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, and there was already the retirement talks coming out of last season because he struggled that last year in Green Bay. I think he talked about he was nine, 90% certain going into the darkness that he was retiring and then came out oh, a changed man <laughs> thinking thinking Jets, 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 right? Yeah. I think because he is this – he has the personality of, I'm going to do this just to spite you. I think he was coming into this year – thinking that, oh, Green Bay, I'm going to win another MVP just to spite you guys with the Jets. And that was the big thing of him winning back-to-back MVPs of, oh, you guys drafted Jordan Love? Thinking, he's, I'm done, I'm washed up. Well, I'm going to go win two MVPs. I think this, if he were to come back next year after maybe the worst injury in his career, uh, he had that uh, lower, or he had the broken collarbone. He's had, I think, a, a different, I think he had a knee injury at one point as well early in his career, but this late with this kind of injury, he's not going to be the same type of player coming back. I think he's go, go, go for next year, just to spite all the doubters. I'm glad you said that because I would put zero money betting on him retiring. I, I, I honestly believe everything that you just said. I, I don't think that there is any possibility that he retires. I know that I just, said that it is a possibility and I think it I guess it is but if I were to bet if I were to just you know if somebody asked me to put a hundred dollars down on it I, I, I wouldn't put anything on him uh not returning next year I I believe he's gonna be back um for all the reasons you just laid out I I mean again hard knocks is kind of a glamorized version I'm assuming of training camp and of the Jets anyway but just Basing it off that, he just seemed so, I don't know, enthusiastic about being there. He seemed like he had a, um, like a, it was a breath of fresh air for him. Yep. And to never get to feel that for an entire season, I think would eat away at him. I really, to never get to at least attempt winning a Super Bowl with the Jets, I think would really eat away at him. Um, I know it would eat away at me and I'm not anywhere near the level of competitor that Aaron Rodgers is. So if I'm saying that, then I absolutely believe that it would just, it would nag at him for the rest of his life to, to never have really gotten a full chance to try to chase the Super Bowl with a team that I guess proved last night that they're ready to win a Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. If they just had, if they had, not MVP level Rogers, but something just below that, something like 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 
close to 4,000 yards. If they had that, I they're probably coming out of the AFC because we're going to talk about hopefully some other teams or some of these other games, but a lot of these teams in the AFC early on look like they have some major holes that need to be patched up. Yeah, and the conversation today about, you know, who the Jets are going to bring in, obviously they have to bring in somebody, if only for the fact that if Zach Wilson gets hurt, they need somebody to throw in there. But you you cannot, to me, con- convince me that there's going to be anybody better for the team going forward right now than Zach Wilson. And that's only because Zach has been so – been so ingrained um well i mean he's been there for three years he knows the system he knows the players i don't think anybody off the streets at least based off the names that have been thrown around recently like Jameis winston or matt ryan or i've even heard colin kaepernick's name thrown around colt mccoy none of those guys are going to be able to come in and i think do a better job than zach wilson Will and I believe Aaron Rodgers is still going to be helping out the organization and helping out Zach the entire way. So I I think they're going to be not stuck with Zach. I think they're going to just roll with Zach the rest of the season, and that's going to be who they've got. Um, and I guess if you're a Jets fan, you could hang your hat on. Well, last season for Zach Wilson was absolutely awful. <laughs> It can't get much worse, and you'd like oh. to believe that with Rodgers there for the past couple months, that he's learned enough to at least, I don't know, make some sort of jump. So, and well, again, his I, numbers, I just, do you have his numbers of, from yesterday's game against a pretty good Buffalo defense um, in prime time? I mean, that's yeah, a division, I, divisional game in prime time. I weren't expecting to play at the stakes at that point, and there's a lot of things going against him. What what do you kind of do? Yeah, so uh, for those of you listening, I'm going to be the stats guy today. Sam is driving. He's currently in the process of moving. So if you hear any static in the background, that's just traffic. So all the numbers are going to be coming from me today. Zach Wilson, um, he was 14 for 21, 140 um, total yards uh, through the air. Hundred, I mean, uh, sorry, whoops. One touchdown, one interception. Sorry, a lot of ones there. Um, that interception that he threw was awful. Um, they really didn't open up the playbook for him. Like, they, they didn't really give him a lot of chances to make mistakes. Obviously, yeah. he made one. I mean, 140 yards is not, um, is not amazing. But, again, it is Buffalo's defense. They're outstanding. I did see something today. That felt like a little bit of a cherry-picked stat. I have to find it. But it was like I think it was um, like Zach, Zach Wilson had a better passer rating than like – oh, here it is. So Zach Wilson's passer rating was 81.4, and that was yep. better than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrows this week. So, again, take that for what you will. Well, um, there was a lot of bad – I mean, you had both the – the quarter QBs in uh, the Arizona Commanders game, Sam Howell and uh, Dobbs, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs. I yeah. think they've, they've, that quarterback room, they need name tags at that point in Arizona because you yeah. have no idea who's in that place. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, Deshaun Watson didn't really have that crazy of a game. Ryan Tannehill played awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of just really poor quarterback play. And I guess we're sort of transitioning. We'll, we can still talk about the the Jets situation, but I think we were kind of find the, found the natural conclusion with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. It's just bad for them right now. I think the biggest thing is while we're – and we did make picks um, before this weekend's slate of games. I think as – at least what I'm going to keep in mind with these picks, I think the first three weeks going off of which team has the best defense because – defenses I think that's that's always like kind of the the almost like wise tale of defenses are better early and then offenses kind of catch up and adjust later in the Mm -hmm. year yeah definitely um okay so let's yeah like you said that there's really not much more to be said 
about the Rodgers thing that hasn't been said today, I'm sure through a bunch of different shows plus ours. It's an awful situation for the Jets. I think they're just going to have to move forward with Zach Wilson, and we'll see what happens because their defense is absolutely championship ready. Brees Hall appears to be just fine. (laughs) Um, So that's a benefit for them. It's just going to be interesting to see where they end up because the first couple games of their season are absolutely ridiculous. So, anyway, let's uh, let's move back in time just a little bit. We'll go over some of the week one games. At least some of the biggest, I don't know, shockers, maybe some stuff that we learned that we weren't expecting, some stuff vice versa that we thought was going to happen that didn't. I, I would like to start with... I guess, I don't know what the most shocking game of the season, I mean, of the week was. I know that the Jets-Bills game had the most shocking moment, but I think to me the most shocking game overall was the Bengals-Browns game. (laughs) So the Cleveland Browns went 24-3. I actually, when that game started, I missed the first hour of all the morning games, and then I came home and I saw – pretty much everything else for the rest of Sunday. I actually wasn't a hundred percent sure if Joe Burrow was playing because when I saw the score, I was like, Oh, Oh, well Joe can't be playing, right? There's no way that the, the Browns right now are, are up 10 Oh at halftime. And the Bengals have like barely done anything offensively. And then I get home and I see that he actually is playing and I watched the rest of that game, and oh man, it was ugly. It was ugly. And I can't quite tell whether or not that means that the Cleveland Browns and their defense is just outstanding, or Joe Burrow is a little bit hobbled from his calf injury, and the Bengals, that was just, you can write that off as an off, off game. I'm not 100% sure which is true. I think there's a lot of factors at play. I think the Bengals over the time that Joe Burrow has been there, have not played well against the Browns. I think that's widely um, publicized. Um, The game wasn't played. I don't think it was quite Chicago, San Francisco last year, that sort of weather, but the weather was a big factor. So I think the Bengals not being able to use their high air rated, really put a damper. I mean, T. Higgins had a whopping zero right. points in fantasy. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely crazy from the Cincinnati. And their O-line played poorly. So I think there's a lot of things at play. You give a lot of credit to Cleveland. Um, but I, I wouldn't be so worried about Cincinnati. They did start 0-2 last season and still made it to the AFC Championship game. So I, th- I think that there's kind of still this blueprint that they kind of figure it out and then go on a run. The Bengals had a wide receiver named Chris Evans who had one reception for negative one yards. (laughs) I've never seen a negative stat uh, like that, especially off of one catch. That is – that's rough. Um, And then Jake Browning had one carry for negative one yards. That's the backup QB. And then Joe Burrow had one carry for negative one yards as well. I'll just read it to you. The Bengals had a total of 142 yards that game, 67 total passing yards, 75 total rushing yards, and averaged 2.6 yards per play. They only had six first downs the entire game. They were two for 15 on third down. Wow. That is... That is... Like, that's one of the worst team stats line that I think I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, how many how many uh, yards did Zach Wilson have? 141? Yes. <laughs> so he almost outgained the entire Cincinnati offense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you put it in that perspective, Jets aren't in that bad of hands. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's they what I'm saying. Worse. They can definitely do worse. That's what I'm saying. So... Okay, so that game, obviously we can't spend, you know, five, ten minutes on every single game. That one I thought was shocking. Um, what else? I mean, there were so many. There's uh, so many games to pick me, from. Like the Rams-Seahawks one. Like, whoa. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Matthew Stafford turning back the clock. That was that was right. like Detroit Stafford day. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then Geno Smith also. I think that was I I wouldn't I bet you I bet you that more people thought headed into that game that Geno Smith was the better quarterback. Oh, heading, heading into that game. I'm one of them. Which is, which is, I guess, at this point, so crazy to say because Matthew Stafford's a stud. But I heard a couple people bagging on Geno after the game saying, well, I think this proves that last year was, you know, just a fluke. And I don't know if that's true. Ow. But 30-13 to 13 against a Cooper Cup-less Rams, I don't know, that's a, that's a bad look. <laughs> So how do we treat these? Because I, I, as I'm in the car, I'm listening to a lot of sports podcasts catching up. And uh, Bill Simmons is a guy that now I'm listening to a lot. He is taking the results from this game for the Seahawks and this loss and the Giants loss, which I think the Giants probably had the worst weekend out of anyone, um, even counting the Jets, <laughs> because nothing seems right. I think he took those as – well, I had them in the playoffs at the end of the year, and now I'm already counting them out. Like, he's already seen enough of it. I don't think we're there with any of these teams. Um, I could be there with Arizona. I think I can, we can see yeah. that Arizona's not making the playoffs. But I think for those teams that can have promise, I don't know if we can really take a lot from week one. Yeah, no, that's that's totally that's totally fair. It is just one game, and I agree. I think it's too early to write off teams completely, um, but it also is at the same time the only sample that we have. You know, it's the only thing we have to go off of. So you yeah. kind of have to balance that line between overreacting and like not taking it seriously enough. You know what I mean? Are we? Uh, um, I think a, a little bit of a surprise for me. First, Dallas absolutely like that game was not a game at all. Oh, that at was any, over so fast. <laughs> at any point <laughs> during that, when they started the clock, that was not a game. Um, which I think, yeah, Dallas could be the best team in the NFC. Who who saw that coming? They might be the best team in their division. They might win that division. Well, right. Uh, to, Philly, Philly didn't look that amazing. No, they Franklin. didn't. They didn't. And neither did um, the other, one of the other bird teams. Uh, the Ravens uh, seem to struggle for a while against Houston. Um, and before I get to that, I want to lend credence to the Cowboys-Giants game. The Cowboys won 40-0. to However, the Giants won the time of possession battle by seven minutes. Oh, gosh. So the Cowboys only had the ball for 26 minutes. The Giants had the ball for 33 minutes. And they actually ran 10 more plays than Dallas. And what they do with it? <laughs> a whopping zero. They had 171 total yards, 63 passing yards, and average 2.6 yards per play. And actually, I want to compare that. I know I said I was going to jump to the Ravens-Texans one, but since I just mentioned yards per play, I want to go to a game where a team averaged 8.2 yards per play, and that would be the – track race um, that happened down in L.A. between the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll be honest with you. I picked the Chargers to win that game. I, I didn't did do well. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't do it with a lot of confidence. Nope, nope. I, I sat there and started to cut you off again, but I sat there and was like, <laughs> but the Dolphins are helped. Like, I was so – I was championing the Dolphins last season, and the only reason they lost – was because Tua was injured. So it's like, now I'm going back on that, but I rationalize as, well, I really like the Chargers too. So this is just a good team beating another good team. And I still think that now that the Dolphins beat the Chargers, but the Chargers with all those names on defense, they got to be able to get a stop with a defensive coach. Come on. I know. I know. For me, that's the biggest thing. Like, I feel like their defense, when <laughs> I feel like their defense is you have Asante Samuel, Joey Bosa, you have J.C. Jackson. You Derwin have James. Derwin James. Yeah. Khalil Mack still there. Like, I feel yeah. like the defense should be way better than it is. But then again, at the same time, maybe their defense is that good. 
and just maybe the Dolphins' offense is that unstoppable. I mean, Tua threw for 466 yards. Yep. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Think about where Tua was two years ago. And the talk about, oh, well, are, you know, are the Dolphins really going to stick with Tua? Like, really, that's the guy that they're going to stick with? And then last year, he goes on, like, this MVP tear. And then game one this year, oh, let me just dump 466 on you guys. Just so you guys remember that I actually am good at this game. Yep. Yeah, I loved I, it. I loved yeah. it. Um, Herbert didn't play particularly well, but they were able to lean on their run game. I mean, Austin Eckler had a great game. Yeah. Um, Joshua Kelly had a good game. I think yep. that's his first name. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so Herbert was kind of limited, but they were able to put 34 points in the first game. They just got to be able to find some defense because with the Chiefs being somewhat limited, I know they that's big big news today. They re-sign Chris Jones for another year. Well, they extend Chris Jones for another year, and Travis Kelsey – Word is that he should be ready for Jacksonville. He better be. I missed him on my fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah, but if they're – I mean, still that doesn't – that helps their wide receiver situation, but it doesn't fix it completely. They still – every time Travis Kelsey is triple teamed, they still got to throw it to someone. Right. (laughs) Um, So with this division is wide open for the Chargers to take advantage of, but no, you have the Raiders sitting in first place. I know. I I mean, out of all of the surprising things that happened this weekend, I think we have to admit that that was the most surprising. No, I am not. Jimmy Garoppolo winning a football game in the regular season, I am not surprised at the very – I think I am a bigger Jimmy G fan and supporter for him in his stint with the Raiders than you are. Well, here's the thing. Look. So we made it this long without talking about the Raiders or the Niners. So I think that that demonstrates some pretty good self-control only because the 49ers look like they're the best team in football (laughs) this weekend. Um, But when it comes to the Raiders, look, I, I still believe that Derek Carr is a more talented quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And Derek played really well. In his first game with the Saints, they won. That was awesome. Did he play that well? So, Read me his, his total because they only put up, what, 16, 17? Yeah, he um, – because I was – I mean, especially if we're going to – because he's going to be compared to Jimmy this season, obviously. Yep. Um, huh, that's a tough one to compared to. He's, he already, 20, he's already losing in the looks department. Right. He went uh, 23 for 33, had 305 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, that's um, so and he the uh the play down the sideline the go route um he actually called that up the previous like while he was on the sideline he was he was there's a there's a clip circling around right now of him calling that play saying hey this is what we need to do like hey give me a chance to throw this and end this game i mean and he does and probably it's, it's happens really cool. in every single game but yeah i'll give him credit for that yeah, hey, but you know what Let's just <laughs> give, give give my guy that um <laughs> i'm pretty sure and that he's definitely not the first to have a clip like that come out. I, like, no, he won't. He's not. He's, be the last. he's not. He's not. But look, hey, you know what? I'm just. It's my guy. Anyway, yeah. I still believe that Derek's a more talented quarterback than Jimmy. However, however, I will say, watching Jimmy operate in uh, in McDaniel's offense, he does look, and it's it's no surprise because he's familiar with the system. Uh, he does seem to fit that system better than Derek does. So I do think Derek's a better quarterback, but I think Jimmy's a better fit for what the Raiders have going systematically right now. And it was nice to see Jimmy run around, except for the first play that he did it, because he <laughs> dove head first and got clobbered. <laughs> And he's holding his head, rolling on the ground. And when I tell you, I picked up my phone so fast to send a text to you. It was immediate. I was like, I cannot believe this just happened. And thankfully, he came back in and played later. He was all good. Somebody ended up rolling his ankle later on in the game. He was hobbling around a little bit. But he, that ended up being just fine as well. Um, yeah, he's just a little dramatic. He, uh, he it's all may... good. You'll get used to it. Yeah. 
<laughs> he made some big plays when we needed it most. Um, and it, and it won us the game. Like he, he really did. He, he won it. He won us the game and our defense stepped up when they, when they needed to. And I'm telling you right now, I know that Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett, they, they get so much love. Oh, uh, oh my, my God. If you watch Max, oh, no, 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 shut up, shut up. Oh, you, you, wait, have never watched... you got to put Parsons in there. So Micah Parsons, too, because he's he probably the best player in the NFL. He's, yeah. he's going to win defensive player of the year. If He's going to play the Giants at least again, so he's going to yeah. get some more stats. Yeah, that he's dude prob- is – he's on a mission. He's probably the best player in the NFL, like, regardless of position. Um, it's – when you watch it, – it's so, it's so fun as a fan of a team to watch a player like Max because, I mean, the dude is in on every, on every play. And I know that that's like again, Bosa, Parsons, Miles Garrett—they all do it. But it's nice to say, "Oh, we've got one of those guys." And it's just watching him, watching him go on every single play is just so much fun. He was, he was all over the field on Sunday. It was just so much fun to watch. But I'll tell you what—he's the only one out there. <laughs> like our linebacker, uh, Diablo, he's. He's great, but it's that's basically it. Like we've got okay corners, but I mean our defense, our defense is really gonna have to uh, to step up and make some plays. And they did at the very end, but like I don't know. My my whole my whole synopsis of the Raiders is that Jimmy's the right fit for the system. Defense has to play better because Max can't do it by himself. Conversely, your 49ers look like the best team in football. They were the best team this weekend. Uh, I like yep. I know I yep. know that I know that the Cowboys put on a bigger blowout of the Giants. But let's be honest, I think the Steelers are actually going to be a pretty good team. I don't know how good the Giants are going to be. The 49ers demolished the Steelers. That was so impressive. Yeah, that was like a JVV varsity scrimmage. Just mm-hmm. in the backyard. Um, wait, real quickly. Did you already read Jimmy G's stats? I just want to hear him. Oh, um, I'll go back. He had two touchdowns, one interception, and I think he threw for 200 yards. Okay. Yeah, with a yeah, he's got to he's got to be able to find Devonte a little more. Got it. Like, got to be able to scheme up um, opportunities for Jacob it's, and Devonte. It's Ren, it's impact. Renfro. It's Renfro that he missed. He didn't throw to he didn't throw to Renfro at all. But, well, that's okay. Derek didn't throw to Renfro all last year, and when he did, he that probably is, dropped it or fumbled it. That's not true in the slightest. I guess you've never watched a Raider game. He threw Renfro to Jacoby Myers. He threw to he was hurt last year. He threw to Jacoby <laughs> Myers a bunch, and he threw yeah. to Jacoby nine times. He only threw to Devonte six times. Um, I would have liked for him to throw to our tight ends a few more times, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. What and the Niners, man. Oof. That dude from Rockland went to school. I, I'm pretty sure he went to Rockland. Went to school at Sierra, transferred to Arizona State, gets drafted by the Niners in the first round. They trade up for him. Brandon Ayuk is the number one option in San Francisco. He was Brock Purdy's (laughs) favorite target last year when Purdy took over, and they pick up right where they left off. The dude is mossing guys. He's not just catching slants now. Now he's opening up the the route tree, and he's catching everything. He's making dudes fall out of their cleats in the end zone that first touchdown. Tell me you saw that. I have not seen it yet, no. Oh, my gosh. Does, puts a double move on him, fakes to go to the outside, cuts in inside with his – he's got elite speed and quickness. The dude gets open every single play. So, let me pull up his stats for you so you can just bask in your guy's glory real quick. He – Oh, no, I got – no, I got every – 10 yards, 10 catches, 120 – Nine yards, two touchdowns. So he had the yards and touchdowns, right? He only had eight receptions. So it actually makes it, I guess, a little bit more impressive from the standpoint of he had more yards per catch than you gave him credit for. But um, 
The only reason I know and, that off the top uh, of my head is because I have him on my fantasy team. So let me ask you real quick because I haven't seen the that IU play, but I did see the McCaffrey run. Which one was more oh. impressive? Oh, well, the McCaffrey run, right? He's running through. Oh, man, that was nuts. <laughs> The entire Pittsburgh Steelers offense, especially the time that it happened. Uh, Pittsburgh had just gotten momentum. They uh, they turned. That was right after the fumble recovery by TJ Watt, which mm-hmm. TJ Watt looks freaking phenomenal. Even oh, in a yeah. losing effort. Um, mm-hmm. And then they ended up scoring with that Pat Fryerman touchdown. Um, so momentum is going towards Pittsburgh, and then boom. McCaffrey out of nowhere. So you've seen that play, correct? Yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. The, the block that Brandon Ayuk puts on that poor DB. Oh made yeah. Me jump out of my chair. Like I'm watching it with with people, and yeah, McCaffrey's running. He's doing his thing, but boom, Brandon Ayuk decleats someone. It was like, oh my! Yeah. I should get a point for that. He should get right. a fantasy point for that block. Mm-hmm. And he just put on that guy. And there's, I think, three teams in the NFL right now that look like midseason form. Dallas, San Francisco, easy, right? They picked up right where they left off in the regular season last year. Um, I didn't understand why Pittsburgh was getting picked so heavily in this game. Oh, watch out for Pittsburgh. They were so hot at the end of last year. Kenny looks great in the preseason. Oh, no, yeah. George Pickens this, oh, this defense, yeah, they're probably going to win. Don't be surprised. But that doesn't make any sense because San Francisco won 13 straight to end the regular season and be the second seed and get to the NFC Championship game. So, yeah, what – But that's – we're talking about a different league right here. San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender. I think they're the Super Bowl favorite right now in the NFC. Um, they should. If Purdy probably plays the like Super... that, that, Purdy like, looks great in that game, and they didn't need him to do a lot. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a bad game as a starter yet. I mean, really. Uh, you do that. Why would you do that? Well, Raiders are putting up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, 30, 30 to 7. 30 to 7. I mean, we had some lopsided scores this week. The 40 to 0. We didn't even talk about the Packers who thumped the Bears 38 to 20. I Bears fans, again, I'm sorry because if Jordan Love looks like he's going to be good. <laughs> um, Jordan Love went 15 for 27, 245, three touchdowns, no picks. He also uh, ran for 12 yards as well. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because the Vikings lost. I know that the Lions won. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see who pulls ahead between the Packers and the Lions. I think at this point I have a little more confident in the Lions. I think their team is really good. Um, And I think the – well – I guess the Packers overall are really good, too. They've had a really good defense for a while. I guess I'm underselling um, the defensive side of the ball for the Packers. It'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in that division. Um, The Patriots put up a really good fight against the Eagles. I don't know if that's more to do with the Patriots being better than we think or the Eagles just having a bit of a slow game. Not sure, but we'll get more information next week about that. The Eagles play the Vikings next week, so that'll be a good test for them. And then the Patriots also play the Dolphins. So that'll be two really good teams for the Patriots right off the bat. So we'll see how they do against the Dolphins. Um, As I'm running down these games, you and I never made picks officially on the show because we uh, we weren't recording in a timely manner for that. You want to run down it real quick? So I, so do you remember who you picked? Uh, I wrote it down. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I am ready. I was going to say I can I can go through the games real quick, and you can tell me which ones you got wrong, and I'll tell you whether or not I got them wrong. Because that was the thing that Sam and I were going to do on this show is that we weren't 
for for this week, we weren't going to let each other know who we picked, and we were just going to kind of reveal it on the show to see who actually won the week. Oh, um, so you're going to do like the matchup, and then yeah, say yeah, who we have. yeah, from the previous from the previous week, yeah. So okay, uh, like for the Lions and the Chiefs. I mean, I had the Chiefs. I'm assuming you did as well. Um. Well, you, we said that we were going to make these picks like on Friday, so that game already happened. So I just kind of oh, that's it. true. I would have picked the Chiefs anyway. Yeah, I would have too. I would have too. Um, I picked the Bengals. That didn't work, so I was I was out against that against Same. the Browns. Same. Um, I picked the Ravens over the Texans. That was fine. Yep. I had the Vikings beating the Buccaneers, so that didn't work. Same. Okay, so we're all, so we're all good. We're all even there. Uh, I actually did have the Falcons over the Panthers. I did as well. Okay, That's so we're good. Though. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had the Commanders beating the Cardinals. I think we're safe to say there. And I had the Jaguars yep. over the Colts. Yep. Um, I think we both had the 49ers. I had the Saints over the Titans. I had the Titans. Okay, so you had the Titans. So that's one for you. I always pick the Raiders. So I had the Raiders over the Broncos. I picked the Raiders. Oh, perfect. Eagles Patriots was, um, I think it was a fairly straightforward pick for the both of us. Um, I had the Seahawks over the Rams. I did as well. I picked the Seahawks. All right. I had the Chargers over the Dolphins, which you said you did as well. I had the Bears over the Packers. No, you didn't, Jason. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Well, I had the Packers. All right. Well, there's that. Um, (laughs) Well, well, that happened. What happened? I had the Cowboys over the Giants. Yep. And then I was rolling with it. I, I went with the Jets over I the Bills. As well. Okay, so we tied. It turned, it turned out to be a masterful pick. I know. I know. So we tied week one, so nothing nothing interesting there. Um, let's go down these week two picks. We'll make our picks, and then we'll head off uh, into the sunset. Our Thursday night game is Eagles-Vikings. Eagles are home. I'll take the Eagles. Same. All right. No drama there. Sunday morning, we have the Bengals-Ravens. One got a win, one got a loss, but they both played poorly. Where is it? It is in Cincinnati. Can I get a weather report on that one? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I wish. Um, uh, I'll take take Cincinnati. Why not? Cincy Cincy at home. Were they at home last? They were not. Um, They were who who playing bad is going to be more of a trend? I don't know. I guess I guess I'll pick the Bengals solely because they're at home, but I'm really not confident in it. Um, Lions if, Seahawks in Detroit. I'll take the Lions. Um, I'll take. Do I believe in the Lions like that? Do they do they prove everything I knew? But what was the Dan Campbell quote? I, I didn't learn anything. I just got proven correct. Confirmation of what I already knew. Yeah. Le- leg- legendary. Right. You either, you either love that or you hate that. There's no in-between. I know. Um, I'll stick with the Lions for now, but I could be tempted to switch. All right. Um, Colts-Texans. That's oh. in Houston. I don't know. I don't know if. Is Anthony because Anthony Richardson got hurt um, at the end of that game? I don't know whether or not there's anything lingering. I don't see anything currently right now. It says dealing with ankle and knee soreness, but nothing serious. So I don't think that there's any big news about him right now. So I'm assuming he's going to play. Yeah, um, I'll take Indianapolis. I think their defense really showed showed out in that game against Jacksonville. Okay, I think the Texans put up a really good fight against the Ravens. I think I'm going to pick the Texans at home. Okay. Um, and I think I'm, I'm just going to roll with the home team on that one. They, I did not expect them to put on a good fight against uh, – to put up a good fight against the Ravens. And they really – I know they let it slip a little bit at the end, but they were in that game for a while, so I'll give it to them. Um, Bears-Buccaneers in Tampa – Oh, um, I'm going to take the Bears. 
All right. I'm going to roll with the red hot Baker Mayfields and um, go with the Bucks on that one. I really um, – Baker Mayfield played played really gutsy football last week, and um, Mike Evans is still a stud. So we'll go with the Buccaneers. Um, Chiefs-Jaguars in Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Okay. Is that game in London? That one's not in London. Not that early. Um, taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs as well. They have a bounce back game. Packers Falcons in Atlanta. Good game. Yeah, I'll take the um, Packers on that one. I will take Atlanta. All right. ATL for you. Go Pack Go with me. Um, Raiders Bills. I mean, I always pick. The Raiders, I, I, I wouldn't – I'm telling uh, everybody right now, don't bet on the Raiders, but I always pick the Raiders. Is it – where is it? It is in Buffalo. Oh, <laughs> uh, if it was in Vegas. I don't – I want to see Jimmy win. And I <laughs> Buffalo, I mean, let's be honest, looked awful on Monday night. <laughs> they played against the championship defense, which the Raiders do not have. But your boy Max Crosby could just go nuts. He really um, could, but I'm gonna pick Buffalo. That's probably the smart play, but we pick these with our heart. Um, Chargers Titans. Chargers are on the road, but I'll take the Chargers against the Titans. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Chargers as well. I, I could easily see the Titans. Like I could see Derek Henry have a 200 plus, 200 yard plus rushing attack, but. Um, and Tannehill, like, they're just getting nothing from quarterback right now. Yeah. Man, I hope he has that because I'll tell you what, my fantasy team was not up to par this week. But with Kelsey coming back, with Zay Flowers being a prominent part of Baltimore's offense, with Brees Hall looking like he's totally back, and yeah. I'm assuming Lamar's – like, I feel I feel good about a Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, George Pickens, Travis Kelsey, Zay Flowers lineup. Like, I'm good with that. <laughs> um did you win? No, I lost. I lost because Kelsey, Kelsey was out, so I didn't get anything from him. Lamar had like six points, so I didn't get anything from him. Um, and then Pickens got absolutely shut out um, against the 49ers. Yeah. So, Speaking of the 49ers, I'll take the Niners over the Rams. I know you will too. Giants-Cardinals? The Giants. Yeah, I'll take them too. Cowboys are at home against the Jets. That would have been such an amazing game. I don't know what to think of it yeah. now. I'll take the Cowboys at home over the JETS. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Cowboys as well. I would have loved to see what that game would have looked like with with Rogers. Um, but I think that game's gonna be closer than we might think. Man, I hope so. God, you got the two two out of the three best defenses in the entire league right there. So yeah, um, totally. Commanders Broncos Ooh. in Denver. Um, gotta go Denver. I, I think guess. you have to go Denver as well. Patriots Dolphins in. I mean, at MetLife, I'll still take the Dolphins on the road, but yeah. that game it is in MetLife. Um, so Patriots Dolphins is it MetLife? Yeah. Oh, Gillette, sorry. Meant life. <laughs> Gillette, sorry. Took me a second. I was like, why? why? Took me a, a second. Storm in Miami? Why, why are they playing that game? Took, took me a second. Took me a second. Uh, My bad. Gillette, sorry. I think, I think Miami's going to – I buy – I'm buying into the hype of Miami. I am too, but I think that game's going to be a lot closer than we think. Um, oh, you're stealing my line. I think that's stealing everybody's cliche line. Um, and then we have two Monday night games. We have two Monday yeah. night games. We have the Saints-Panthers and then Brown-Steelers. So I will take the Saints and I will take the Browns on the road. I'm going to take – you're taking the Browns or the Steelers? Wow. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers and I'll take the Steelers. All right. You got the Panthers. I, I'm going to be rooting for the Steelers, but um, I'll take the Browns. And then 
All right, so we are different on uh, on six games right okay. now. Then I will take what I say, Seahawks. Yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the Seahawks Lions. All right, so that'll make the games fun for us because we'll have another rooting interest in seven games. That's a big spread. Yeah. So hopefully that means that there are some competitive games this weekend. Um, yes, that is, that is true. I normally win the longer, the longer bets. You normally win the shorter ones. Um, all right. Well, we have reached our limit for this episode. Thank you all so much for sticking with us uh, for this long. And, uh, not only this long for the episode, but this long for the podcast in general, I feel like we don't say that enough. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I hope you all enjoyed week one of the NFL. If week two is anything like week one, then this season is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to have a lot of twists and turns. Um, I hope your fantasy teams didn't take too big of a hit with anything that happened this week. And, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's really only one thing you need to remember. As long as you're rooting for the Raiders, then you're a good person. If you're rooting for anybody else then you're just not a good person. So, yeah, but you so, will be celebrating in, right. in the postseason. And then, you know what? Um, let's welcome Sam back to back to California. I won't say specifically where, but welcome back to California, my friend. Not, not yet. Still in Oregon right now. Still in the beautiful state of Oregon. Well, you know what I mean. You're, on, you're, you're coming back home. So, yeah. so. Um, so good, good to have, good to have you and, uh, and Jenna back. And so it's been, it's been too long. It's been too long. Yeah. I like this whole future thing that we got going. Maybe we could skip the part where I have to unload the U-Haul into, into a place. Yes. That's Can we just skip through that. Cause loading it was just awful. Oh, I know. Bree and I have moved three times in the past three years. It's so fun. It's so fun. So, all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy week two of the NFL season. We will be back next week to break down everything that happened. In the meantime, stay safe, have fun, and uh, yeah, bye.